Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy, plant-based lifestyle. This is episode number 157, and my name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about some healthy whole foods that you can feed your pups and your kitties, and we have both. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people might not realize this, but not all fruits and veggies are safe for animals. So we're going to be sharing, I mean, you would think, you know, you think it's healthy, but not all of them are created equally as far as your pets are concerned. So we're going to be sharing both the safe and the unsafe ones. Plus, we're going to be introducing some, or we're going to be sharing some tips, that is, for introducing your pet to, uh, pets to plant-based snacks. But first. But first. A rating. Yay. And this rating is from the U.S. Uh, five, uh, that stupid date thing still gets me. I, I, and I haven't I haven't learned to just write it out yet. Uh, it's from uh, When she's May, saying that, she means because it says 5-3-16. And I always yeah. mean to say, May, you know, the, the month and the day, but I always forget to write it that way. So <laughs> May 3rd, 2016, from Tim Walsh Yoga who says, I love being able to listen to a show that not only shares my passion for vegetarianism, but to also be able to listen to such a loving and supportive couple. Thank you for giving us an honest and informative show that everyone can enjoy. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank Thank you, you. Tim. Okay, what do we what do we have next? Well, we have it (laughs) under upcoming events. We actually have a past event. Uh, We were recording this, you know, we record ahead and um, But by the time that this episode actually releases, this event will have already occurred. But we still wanted to mention it. It is, uh, it was this past Thursday, June 16th, and it is a Fresh Veggies Day. And we just didn't find this soon enough. You know, I mean, when you go out there and type in days, you know, like days of the year, days of the year for like all the little, like peanut butter sandwich day and all those weird little things. <laughs> I mean, there's like every single day has like five different things attached to it, right? And mm-hmm. so we don't catch all of them, but it's a day for everything. There really is. Uh but and so we don't catch them all on time. But this one was pretty cool. And so Fresh Veggies Day, you know, we'll we'll mark it on the calendar for next year and um do some some more stuff about that, but just keep that in mind. I mean, not that every day isn't fresh or shouldn't be fresh veggies day, but this is a day we celebrate it. All right. So <laughs> I guess you put your party hats on and, and, uh, make a cake for your fresh. Fi- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well I'm not sure where you're going. With that. I, I, I'm okay. not either actually. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> so with that said, um, uh, June sixteenth. Should have seen her face too. She looked very confused. I was very confused. <laughs> don't you hate when you do that? Like you know, you're going somewhere and you're like, especially when you're recording. That's good. Yeah, and then well, and it's so funny. It's even funnier to where see am your I face going with this. Yeah, it, and then, you know, and that where just where is she going with this? I know, and then I realize when I see your face, then I realize I don't know what the heck I'm saying. And when so. you don't see me stopping the recording i know <laughs> at that point i know vicky's thinking i'm just gonna let her make a fool of herself that's pretty funny so anyway but that's that's done that said fresh veggies day every june 16th enjoy it uh let's move into our main topic shall we <laughs> let's do that quickly <laughs> all right so of course there are many 
other types of pets besides cats and dogs. So let's just start with that because mm-hmm. we don't want to discriminate against our reptile loving uh, community or there's ferrets, whatever. sugar gliders, <laughs> there's um, what all sorts of rodents, yeah. guinea pigs, um, any other pet you can think of. But quite honestly, we don't know a lot about that. And we have to kind of scope this episode or we'll go on forever. So right. we're going to limit it to primarily to uh, cats and dogs. Right. Most common, right? I think I think those are probably the two most common pets. Uh, and, you know, and I'm going to make an ar- a case for pigs as well. But, I, you know, I, I didn't include pigs yet. So, but, you know, I think pigs can eat probably a lot more than maybe what cats and dogs can. I don't know. I don't know anything about pigs at all. I don't either. I don't know. But anyway, okay, so let's talk a little bit about feeding dogs. Vicky's still laughing at me. (laughs) Just wondering where this episode is going to go. I know, right? It could go anywhere. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk a little bit about feeding dogs and cats uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. So a couple of things to remember. Just because we humans can eat it doesn't necessarily mean it's safe for your pet. Yeah, and I think this is where the misconception can get. You think, oh, I'm going to feed my pet healthy food. Foods. And mm-hmm. you you would think that what's healthy for I mean some some logic might say anything what's healthy, healthy for, for people humans is would be great healthy. for them, but yeah. that is not the case because cats and dogs digest things differently than humans. So eating the wrong foods can lead to long term health problems for them and can even kill them. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely, especially in the case of of like things, and we'll talk about this like grapes or raisins or onion, garlic, things like that. But uh, the other thing to remember is they're different from us, but they're also different from each other. So cats and dogs, what's what's okay for a dog might not be okay for a cat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and kind of what goes hand in hand with that, dogs are omnivores, but cats are carnivores. So it doesn't mean that cats won't like some of the fruits and vegetables that are okay for them to eat, but rather that they may be pickier about them than dogs. And I know, I mean, just speaking from experience with our three here, there's, oh my gosh, they're super picky. They don't want, they don't eat anything. I mean, you know, like people food, I think. And I'm kind of glad for that, quite honestly, is the cat's particularly we've tried giving them some things and we'll talk about what are acceptable things Mm -hmm. for cats. But Larissa and I, as we were going through this outline, uh, there's a percentage that you should keep your, your cats Mm -hmm. and and dogs. Yeah. 15%. No more than 15% of their diet should be like human foods for peep for cats, for cats. Yeah. A little bit higher for dogs. Um, But ours, if it's 1%, it would be. Yeah. (laughs) And ours are very particular, even yeah. with their snacks, even with their cat snacks. Oh, yeah. One likes one, like, the other, yeah. So. Yeah. has to be a certain brand, a certain flavor, or they get thrown back at me. Yeah. So. And Jake is confirming that by jumping in your lap. Yeah, so he just jumped in my me. lap, and he's been meowing, so you may hear him <laughs> voicing his opinion. I think on. he's very happy because Cosmo is, is in daycare today. We decided <laughs> to give Cosmo some time with his friends since we knew we had to record today, and then we're going to go to the movies later, so we thought, let's give him some time to play. Now the cats are just... The cats Just can let it all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, just a few tips uh, before we get into specific things, specific foods for cats and dogs. Uh, so tips, introduce new foods slowly to your pet. And, you know, this is a good rule for any age pet, but especially for puppies and kittens because their digestive systems are still maturing, you know, and uh, they're be more prone to something making their tummy upset that might not an older dog or cat. So just take it easy, just a little bit at a time. Uh, You know, and even when they're acclimated to 
certain fruits and vegetables, you still want to do moderation. You don't want to like give your dog a whole bag of carrots, you know? I mean, that's going to just invite problems. Um, problems for you too. Oh yeah. Big carpet <laughs> problems for you. Trust me. I mean, I've never given my dog a whole bag of carrots. Well, but, but when he's had too much of something, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So watch for any signs once after you've given them something, especially if it's something they haven't had before, watch for any signs of intolerance. So vomiting, diarrhea, lethargy, other behaviors that may indicate like an allergy or something. And, you know, it's just like with people when certain people are are allergic to certain foods. I mean, it's the same for pets. So just kind of keep an eye on it until you know that it's they're okay with it. Yeah, the other thing is for any fruits, veggies that are high in sugar, give them limited amounts. So like berries, apples, white potatoes. Yes, white potatoes because mm-hmm. those spike, those are high in uh, on the Starchy, GI, yeah, yeah. The, the glycemic load. Uh, melon, pineapple, mango, things like that. Those uh, you definitely want to limit. Right. And all of those that, that Vicky just mentioned are okay for, um, for dogs, but... Again, you just want to to limit it because of the sugar. And, you know, dogs and cats can get diabetes, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And too much sugar can lead to obesity. And then, of course, that can lead to diabetes. So you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, one tip here that we... So most of you who listen to us for a while know that we just just recently got a puppy several months ago now. And five months old now. Five months old now. He's a beast. His name is Cosmo Kramer. And he love so he's teething he's coming a little bit more out of the Mm -hmm. teething phase he's starting to get some of his adult teeth in but one thing that works very well for teething dogs in particular and i would say also just on a hot summer day Mm -hmm. uh freeze chunks of veggies and fruits for teething puppies and for like like i said for the heat just to kind of battle the heat we have used carrots we've used apples i've given him pear very limited amounts. I'm mm-hmm. just stressing that because mm-hmm. it can upset their stomach. Yeah. Uh, and I always make sure that when we give them anything frozen, just like a baby, I watch him because oh, yeah. I would, especially because it's frozen, I worry that a piece might get lodged in his mm-hmm. in his uh, throat or something. So we always pay attention when we give them those yeah. things. Well, and you know, I would argue even when it's not frozen, um, just you want to you want to watch them while they eat because yeah. they could. Yeah, you're like you said, they could get something uh, stuck in their throat or stuck on the side of their, you know, in between their teeth and their their gum and not be able to get it out or, or um, you know, something like that. So we always we always um, watch watch him when he has stuff. But other things that would freeze well that I intend to do, I just haven't done it yet for him, uh, bananas, chunks of melon, berries would be good. Um, now, blueberries, you know, are okay for dogs, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. But you know, because they're small, again, you just want to watch so that they don't choke on them when they're when they're trying to eat the frozen ones. So let's let's move into some things that are specifically okay for dogs. All right, sir. Okay, so uh, Vicky mentioned that we give Cosmo frozen apple, and apples are fine for dogs uh, without the seeds or the core. And the reason for that is that apple seeds contain, and and around the core part, contain chemical uh, compounds that are poisonous to animals. And I, I want to say it's cyanide. 
That, arsenic, uh, I thought. Is it arsenic? I think I, it's, it's arsenic. Either arsenic or, yeah, maybe ar- arsenic. And incidentally, I think we read somewhere it's not even good for humans. No, it's not. So yeah. you, do, do, I always think about that story you told me about that one professor you had that ate the entire. Sorry, that was Jake's tail. Yeah, it was Jake's tail. Uh, that uh, oh my ate God, the he, entire apple he core ate an and all. Entire apple. <laughs> yeah, we were at a brown bag like lecture, and he was sitting there, and I was wa- he was sitting across from me, and I was watching him eat this apple, and I was like, oh, you know, that's a nice healthy snack. And he got down closer to the core. I thought, okay well he's gonna you know put it down and and throw it away after the lecture and he just kept eating and I was like I have no idea what went on in that lecture afterwards after that (laughs) point because I was just fascinated by this I'm like okay how far is he gonna go and I mean it was completely gone that's hilarious completely gone well uh you don't want to do that with your dog. No. <laughs> so don't just give them an apple. <laughs> Cut it up for them. Try to, mm-hmm. like I said, I would manageable we usually make some manageable slices based on the size of your dog mm-hmm. and then watch them. Right. Uh, okay. So the next thing is bananas. Mm-hmm. And then now bananas, be careful with bananas because, you know, they can, you can give your dog uh, out of the peel. <laughs> it, well, yeah, out of the peel. <laughs> but uh, you don't want to do just too much. To you can, you can end up with some poop problems that you might not yeah, want to be cleaning yeah. up. Off your carpet. Well, that's definitely one you want to slowly introduce. Yeah. All right. Then blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, watermelon, cantaloupe. But you also want to remove the seeds and not give them the rind either because that can cause intense intestinal blockage. Right. Uh, cucumbers are something that are good for... And I want to try a cucumber with, with uh, Cosmo just to see his face, you know, <laughs> because, you know, cucumbers have a very um, different taste. Yeah. I don't care for cucumbers, but... Uh, I bet he would make some interesting faces with that. Uh-huh. What about Molly made a face at something? What was it? She used to make a face at something uh, you used to give her. I don't remember. But she, was it melon? It might have been cantaloupe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She did eat cantaloupe and watermelon. She some, liked but it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then green beans, mm-hmm. carrots raw or cooked. Now, this is one that we did freeze carrots, as mm-hmm. Larissa mentioned, and Cosmo loves. In fact, you just say carrot and he runs to the freezer. He yeah, already he knows. knows. I have a big Ziploc. I have like a quart size Ziploc bag full of uh, baby carrots that are frozen. And he knows. So he gets like a carrot in the morning and then a carrot in the afternoon. And, and you know, I mean, they're, you know, they're little baby carrots. So, uh, but yeah, he does know. All right. Sweet potato. Uh, cooked, cubed, or mashed without butter and seasoning. If you're going to do it mashed, you know, you can, you could even do that and add a little bit to like dry food to kind of make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just no butter, no seasonings, nothing like that. Just plain mashed sweet potato. We might try that because Cosmo's a little picky. He is. And well, he's a grazer. The other, the other thing is he's going through so much training right now. We end up giving him little snacks like we're, we're sending him to kindergarten. And we're working with him. You're working with him mm-hmm. uh, every day. And I say you doing because his homework. I, yeah, doing his homework for him because Larissa's is he has to have a primary handler mm-hmm. in uh, training class. And since she's home with him most of the day, we decided it would be her. Uh, but he gets quite a few treats throughout the day, so I'm not worried about him not <laughs> eating enough. No, but he's very much he's very just kind of grazes by his bowl. Well, he gets distracted. He'll take two bites and then he'll say, oh, there's a toy. And he'll run <laughs> off and play with that. And then he'll come back later. And so, you Crazy know. dog. Yeah. Okay. So that was sweet potatoes. Also, white potatoes. Uh, make sure if you do any white potatoes, and again, limit it because of the starch, but um, make sure they're cooked because raw potatoes can cause stomach upset. I mean, that's the same with people. You know, if you, mm-hmm. have you ever like tried to eat like a piece of raw potato? No. Yeah. I haven't either, but it just looks like it would be gross and very hard to digest yeah um cook they're great and uh then again just limit the amount of those zucchini is another one uh lettuce and spinach and 
so funny. Uh, the only thing that he's tried to eat that he spit out was spinach. I had dropped a, a couple of leaves of spinach on the floor when I was uh, like the, thought, the baby spinach. Score. I know. And he ran over. He's like, oh, what's this? And he, he picked it up and kind of, you know, uh, moved it around in his mouth a while. But and I don't think he didn't like the taste. I just think that the texture was weird and he didn't know what to do with it. Well, that must have been it because that boy eats grass. So, oh, he eats grass. <laughs> he eats mulch. He eats like, yeah, Ugh. everything. Uh, and then popcorn that's oh, Molly unsalted, used to love popcorn. Yeah, unsalted, unbuttered. Again, watch them. If you give them any pieces of popcorn, uh, just give one at a time. Watch them because that can they can really easily choke on that. Yeah, and if, you don't want to give them something oily. Right. So, so we yeah. used to make air popped popcorn and would give Molly some before we mm-hmm. put anything on it. And mm-hmm. she loved it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So what about never for dogs? Never for dogs. A lot of people know right off the bat chocolate, mm-hmm. right? Right. But let's talk uh, grapes and raisins are something that people do not think about very often. In fact, usually when I tell people and I'm having a conversation, I mention grapes and raisins, they're very shocked to hear yeah. that's bad for them because uh, they contain chemical compounds that are toxic to dogs. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with garlic and onions. Both of them uh, have... To- have uh, chemicals that can be toxic and if they eat enough uh they can even they can even kill a dog or cat um so uh, okay the next one is tomatoes shouldn't mm-hmm. give your dog tomatoes avocado uh mushrooms particularly wild mushrooms um you know i mean with even with people you have to be but right. you have to be careful with wild mushrooms luckily but we don't have those growing in the backyard so that's good no yeah because I, he would eat them yeah he eats <laughs> the lawn yeah, he, yeah, he needs everything. Yeah, I know. Uh, he pulled up one of my jalapeno plants the other day. <laughs> Turkey. Uh, so, all right. Uh, the other thing, another thing you don't want to give them is fruit with pits. So peaches, cherries, plums. The pits in some of these can be toxic. Uh, or, you know, definitely you don't, you wouldn't want to give them an entire peach or an entire cherry because they could choke on those pits Uh, but the pits can be toxic so the the problem is that you know when you have a stone fruit like that unless you just you know completely scrape the inside after you remove the pit there's still residue from that pit so it's just best I think to avoid stone fruits just just to be safe yeah I mean there's so many other options right right now, here's another one not many people would think about nuts, particularly macadamia nuts. Those mm-hmm. can also be toxic to your pets. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought that. No. Mm-mm. You know, and peanut peanuts, I mean, we give our, our dogs peanut butter. We've given them that. That's probably you know, why I would have never thought about treat. that. little treat. Yeah. Right. And, but we don't give them like a big heaping bowl of peanut butter. I mean, it's just like a little bit on your finger to, to for a pill or for a little treat. And that's fine. I mean, that's peanut. That's okay. Uh, a lot of health like the dog biscuits contain peanut butter yeah yeah. and that's fine but there are certain nuts like you said macadamia nuts um almond i think walnuts maybe another one almonds are okay in small doses you don't want to give them like whole almonds with the the seed i mean the the seed the skin and everything uh but you know it's best to just default to peanut butter yeah yeah and then, of course, there's the obvious chocolate, which we've already mentioned, mm-hmm. and then alcohol and caffeine, which mm-hmm. should be pretty obvious, too. Why you would want to put your animal on caffeine, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. And, I, you know, I'll tell you, I have seen cases where, you know, 
these idiots think it's funny to give their pet alcohol yeah. to see that. And it's, first of all, it makes me so angry. Second of all, it makes me feel sick. Yeah. And third, I just want to go over and just, no. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, I mean, it's just, it's cruel and it can really harm them. Right, right. And, you know, some of this, though, I think a lot of people would, like, some of these were very eye-openers for me I didn't yeah. know but the thing to remember too is that sometimes people don't do this intentionally mm-hmm. they may no. leave their cup of coffee on yeah. the coffee table and their animal might come over mm-hmm. and drink it so although Jake buries your coffee yeah he doesn't like the smell do not and, like, he'll, and he'll try to bury it he tries to bury but it. this is the other thing when you leave a drink on yeah. you know a mixed drink that you made on the coffee table your dog might come over and start to lick it so yeah and when you have when you have pets like that it's just like having children right you have right. to you have to um puppy proof or kitty proof your house you have to keep things up it's a responsibility and the trash too that's another yeah. danger zone yes. if, you're, if your dog you have a big dog that knows how to knock over the trash they they can choke on things they can, they can get onions get they can get that things that you never away. intended to give them so just be careful with that right all right let's move into cats oh okay. we have three of them <laughs> we do and as i said as you mentioned before um they wouldn't go for any of this but uh you know, I, I'm kind of now I'm curious to try a couple of these things. You know, one more thing I thought of before we move on to cats uh, with dogs. I, it's not included on this list that I have here, but I did read that um, you should not give dogs asparagus. You hmm. should also not give dogs broccoli heads. Um, it said if you're going to do broccoli, just the stems because the heads can contain um, a toxin that is uh, uh, poisonous harmful to, to them. Yeah, harmful oh. to them or can upset them. So, again, you know, if... If there's a question like that, I just default to no. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no reason that Cosmo well, right, needs right. to have broccoli. Yeah. Uh, he might argue with you, but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but again, that's one of the things. That's one of those that, you know, sometimes when I'm cooking. Yeah. I'll, I'm chopping vegetables and something falls on the floor. So now that we have a roamer, you know, who's <laughs> like walking around around my feet while I'm cooking. I pay attention. So if I drop something, I pick it up immediately because it could be a, an onion. It could be, you know, something like that. All and right, if it happens to be a carrot, then I'll stick it in his bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some things that are okay for cats. Okay. Well, Jake, as- Jake just turned his head. So I think he's uh, yeah. <laughs> interested. Well, with cats, uh, cooked tends to be better. Stick to cooked vegetables um, because it's easier for them to digest. Their digestive systems are a little bit more... You know, and it's weird uh, that you would think that because they're carnivores that they would have like a digestive systems made of steel, <laughs> but they're not because they're carnivores, not omnivores like dogs. They are only equipped to um, digest meat and like, you know, the break down the proteins and stuff and not necessarily all the fiber and everything that comes with the uh, fruits and vegetables. Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. All right. So... Baked carrots, mm-hmm. those get really soft when you bake them, so that makes sense. Steamed asparagus, broccoli, green beans, 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 <laughs> green beans, and winter squash, mm-hmm. chopped greens, and then eggs. I, kn- I would not have thought of eggs, but these are a good source of protein. And a lot of cats in the wild will raid bird nests uh, to get the eggs. Yeah, so, but you only want to if you're doing that for your cat. Which, again, I can't imagine. Yeah, don't go cats. raid bird, ca- bird yeah. nests for your cat. Well, I, my, I was going to say, you just want to make sure it's cooked. Yes. Yeah. So now here's another thing. Eggs are very allergenic. So if you're introducing a new food to your cat, you want to make sure that 
you're keeping an eye on them and looking for any reactions, make sure they're not breaking out or they're mm-hmm. not acting weird or anything like that uh, because they can, they're not used to it. These are not, you know, you think about, like you were saying, you think about cats in the wild, or even just alley cats. Mm-hmm. They're just going through the dumpster and eating whatever is there. But their systems are a certain way. They've adapted way. to that. <laughs> yeah, adapted because that's, that. they either eat that and keep it down or they, you know, don't live. If you've got three little... Spoiled, uh, spoiled brats. house cats like ours that are not used to that, they're not going to necessarily mm-hmm. adapt to that. Their systems aren't going to handle that as as the same as a cat that's out on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some things uh, that you can you can try to give your cats, um, but in moderation. So small amounts of dairy, such as like cottage cheese or ricotta cheese, uh, plain yogurt. Now, the thing about dairy is that many cats become lactose intolerant as they reach adulthood. So something that, you know, you shouldn't, you really shouldn't give your cats milk. Uh, you know, everybody said that's the, that's the thing is, oh, give the cat a saucer of milk that, you know, that's, <laughs> that's no, that's, that's not right. Uh, they don't need it. You know, they they have their mother's milk when they're babies, but when they reach adulthood, they don't need it, and it can upset their stomach. And incidentally, neither do we. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We never needed cat's milk, but we don't need need, uh, need, uh, cow's milk, and neither do they. Uh, so, you know, you can try like a little bit of yogurt and you don't want, you want to stick to plain yogurt if you do, because the other stuff has a lot of added sugar with the berries and all that stuff. Um, ours, I'll tell you, sometimes they will lick it off, you know, my finger or your finger. If you have a little bit of yogurt, other times they like turn up their noses and walk away. Yeah. Or have I have a little bit of whipped cream. cream. I'll dip my pinky in it just so the very tip of my pinky Mm -hmm. has some on it and I'll hold it up. Jake will sometimes lick it, but 90% of the time not be interested at all. He'll maybe sniff it and then walk away. So I guess we're kind of lucky in that sense that our cats aren't going trying to get through trash or Mm -hmm. anything like that. I had a cat when I was uh, in Florida that (laughs) she, she pulled a, uh, this is when I was still eating meat many years ago. And she pulled a, an entire frozen uh, summer sausage off the counter, ran under the bed and ate it. And I mean, just the plastic and everything is one of those big links of like the Hillshire farm summer sausage. Oh, so there again, not on purpose did no. you give your cat that, I but never you have to be thought. careful. Yeah, because I was they leaving will. it to, out to thaw, and I never would have thought. So think about it, you know. All right, okay, fish. Another thing in moderation, you don't want to put your cat on a, a canned tuna diet. Uh, that's not a good thing. High levels uh, of polyunsaturated fatty acids in a heavy tuna diet, for example, can, will deplete a cat's supply of vitamin E which can lead to all kinds of health problems for your kitty. Um, also, carnivorous fish like tuna, salmon, and swordfish are more likely to contain higher levels of mercury than fish like cod, halibut, or flounder. And then uh, fish should be cooked always before you give it to your cat, never raw, because raw fish uh, can expose them to parasites that you don't want to deal with. So essentially, do not pay attention to what you see in cartoons where people are putting down saucers of milk or or and cats fish. are eating fish, yeah. <laughs> whole fish. That's right. just a cartoon. Or even a, or even a tin of tuna. You know? <laughs> exactly. No. All right. So never for cats. Onion, garlic, kelp. It's interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> it's very specific. Darn it. Know, uh, right? Grapes or raisins, sugary treats, chocolate, and just like dogs, alcohol 
or caffeine, uh, caffeinated drinks. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that uh, with cats, you have to be even more vigilant with stuff that you leave out, like your snacks and stuff, because cats, you know, unless you have a, a little like Jack Russell Terrier that can likes to jump up on stuff and get on tables and all that, um, cats are a lot more likely to jump up on your on your table, or your counter and, you know, pull stuff down. That's a good point. Jake can get all the way to the top of the fridge. Oh, yeah. And he does. So a couple things. Uh, first, we have a Pinterest board we created. Uh, we don't promote that enough. We have actually quite a few Pinterest yeah, boards. Yeah. So uh, Larissa created one called Healthy Treats for Fido, Kitty, and Tweety. And their pet and friends. And their pet friends. <laughs> <laughs> and this, crea- this has some recipes for healthy snacks that you can make at home mm-hmm. for your furry babies or... I guess, yeah, furry baby. These are all feathery, furry. Right. And our assistant Marigold is going to be adding more to that. I just got the board started today. So it's got about four pins on it right now. And then uh, by the time this airs, it will be a fully populated board. Um, Marigold's going to be working on that for us. And she always, she does a lot of, she does the majority, I would say, of our Pinterest stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, she does. And she does an excellent job. She's um, she's amazing. So, yeah, definitely check that out for recipes, for cookies and, and other treats. And, you know, I, t- I, I told Marigold to look for other uh, things for other pets besides just dogs, cats and birds. So, oh, good. Good. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see what she comes up with. One other quick disclaimer here I wanted to put out is that, remember, we are not vets. Nope. <laughs> Just like we're not doctors. Nope. So make sure that before you introduce your animal to anything that you consult your vet just to see because your vet might have your your pet, I should say, might have some special needs mm-hmm. or something based on their medical history that your vet can tell you, hey, that's not a good idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. So make sure to consult him or her about uh, about that as well. That's an excellent point, uh, you know, because if you know, you've been listening to us a while, you'll know about our dog, Molly, who passed away, and she had Cushing's disease, and she had some other health issues. And, you know, had I wanted to feed her some fruits and vegetables, and I I did talk to our vet at one point about giving her some rice, some plain rice, and some, you know, plain potato. And uh, he said, yeah, that would be good. And we had to do that when she was sick a couple of times. But uh, with her Cushing's, which is a thyroid issue, and, you know, I would definitely have consulted him before trying anything, mm-hmm. anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know, you know, I knew I ended up knowing a lot about Cushing's by the end of that. But I don't know, you know, how certain things would have reacted to affect her thyroid and, and the medication that she was on. Right. All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. So this week's recipe was suggested by Peas and Carrots Society member Jennifer Bryant. And if you don't know what the Peas and Carrots Society is, that is our closed Facebook group that you can find if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. And we will ask you to request to join. And then once you do that, the rest will check you out. Make sure you're not a spammer and assuming everything's cool, we'll bring you into the group. That's right. And, you know, I just love this group. It's so we've grown to probably around 550 members right now. And I would say that, you know, a lot of Facebook groups out there will have thousands of members, but only a core, a very small core of active members, maybe like 50 or so. We have... 
I would say a pretty high percentage of members who are active on oh, yeah. a regular basis. And out as of a matter of fact, they sponsor this recipe of the week now That's every year. Absolutely. So. Uh, every, every year, every episode. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jennifer had posted a link to a recipe on a website called makeandtakes.com. And it's uh, a recipe for slow cooker lentil sloppy joes that sounds so good yes and you know i was never i when i used to eat meat i was a fan of sloppy joes the just for the the taste of it like with the spices and the tomato and all that stuff but i was never a ground meat really person and you know that i mean i never really went for like tacos and stuff that had ground beef and all that stuff and meatloaf i hated meatloaf um but this is lentils it's not even meat at all so i think that would be great that sounds great yeah. sounds like a good lunch idea mm-hmm. well, so if you have any questions it. and you are part of the peas and carrots jennifer as we mentioned is part of our group so you can ask her mm-hmm. uh, or you, know, you just put the question out you will get a lot of responses this group is like larissa said very active very engaged and are willing to very help helpful. each other out very helpful all right all right so what's our quote this week our quote this week comes from james harriet And he said, if having a soul means being able to feel love and loyalty and gratitude, then animals are better off than a lot of humans. Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right. The question this week is, do you give your pets healthy fruits and veggies? And if so, which ones? Which ones do they like? Which are their favorite? And how? Do you freeze them? Do you cook them? How do you cook them? Do you you have any recipes for like dog treats or cat treats or anything like that um, that you'd like to share? We'd love to see those and we can add them to our Pinterest board if you have a link. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Okay. We did, before we sign off, wanted to just remind folks that because we have so many episodes now, we have had to split our show into the current episodes, which is uh, Vegetarian Zen, and then an archive show, which is the Vegetarian Zen Archive, episodes 1 through 100. That's also on face- on Facebook. It's on iTunes, iTunes. On, on Stitcher, just like this one is. So if you are new to the podcast, you're just finding us, you'll find that this one goes back to 101. And to find the older episodes, the older 100 episodes, uh, go search for Vegetarian Zen Archive. Yeah. And uh, it's funny to see our evolution, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go back and listen to episode like one or two and you'll laugh, laugh, <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. All right. Well, that does it for our episode this week. Uh, you can find us out on Facebook, as we mentioned, either on our public Facebook page, if you're not ready to be part of the Peas and Carrots Society, although... I don't know why you wouldn't want to, <laughs> but if you would like to be part of both, we have a we have a public where everybody can see Just Vegetarian Zen, and then we have the Peas and Carrot Society. We're also on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. You can find us on Instagram. It's at Vegetarian Zen as well, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah, at, it's just uh, Vegetarian Zen, yeah. Yeah, and then as and then we Pinterest. mentioned, Pinterest. So we are all over the place. Feel free to also email us with any questions or suggestions for the show you have at, you can contact Larissa, Larissa at VegetarianZen.com or me, Vicky at VegetarianZen.com. Vicky with an I-E. I-E. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm always, somebody, people always your spell parents, Why? Your parents I? don't even spell your name right. <laughs> <laughs> <They don't. laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> well, my mom does because she has the same name. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I would hope so. All right. I think that does it for our show this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye.